1: the people in the sky so you truly believe that I don't have to truly believe it it's just the truth can you tell me why? yes I can but I believe I know what is going on can you tell me what that is I believe they're up there tonight right now and I think there are some reasons to support that idea like what? I think they stay away from big cities. I think they wait for people to get together in one place, like tonight. And when everyone gets out of that game, they're going to be gone. I think they like people alone. And I think they talk to people with some kind of advanced radio in their sleep. All right, like you think they do with your son. I didn't just think this up. I think at the lowest level, they send people on errands. They play with people's minds. They sway people to do things and think certain ways so that we stay in conflict, focused on ourselves. so that we're always cleaning house or losing weight or dressing up for other people. I think they get inside our heads and make us do destructive things like drink and overeat. I've seen good people go bad and smart people go mad. I think at the highest level, they do things that cause nations to go to war. Things that make no sense. And I think no one knows they're being affected. We all work out other reasons to justify our actions. But free will is impossible with them up there. I've had an entire life to think about this, years alone, and that's what I think.
2: Welcome, everybody, to Aeon Byte. Aeon Byte Live specifically. Welcome to the desert of the real, that ship smoke on the horizon. We don't take prisoners, but liberate them. We are not the final authority on anything, but hope to be an endless possibility for everything. You are the final authority and you are amazing. My name is Miguel Connor and I am still your pompous of gnosis, and I'm the magic man, and you're the magic man too, or women too. Uh, welcome everybody, and so happy to see everyone on this Saturn day. Very excited about this show, and with us, we have the honor of being joined by Ismail Perez ismail thank you very much for coming on the show
3: thank you miguel for having me here and as well as uh, vince
2: thank you very much pleasure is all ours and with us we've got the moondog himself vance how are you doing i'm here i am happy to be here
4: and i'm looking forward to an enlightening experience
2: Oh yeah, yeah! I love Ismail's work, and uh, again, as the audience will find out, it certainly jives very well with uh, the whole idea of Gnosticism, ancient, modern, and everything we are talking about. So awesome! Yes, I will repeat for those of you going into the chat: please super chat any questions you might have for Ismail, or if you have any complaints to me, please, uh, yeah, super chat those too. Always interesting. The comment sections is always a always interesting somebody wrote in some show yesterday or two days ago that i picked my nose that you know for one second and they were so mad at me that's what you know the world is being attacked by these archons and that's what people are worried about so (laughs) welcome to the human race what they complain about but yeah yeah
4: way to get revenue
2: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) now completely self-conscious now but um Comment sections. What are you going to do? But yes, please super chat them. I see Wayne Matthias, who was recently on the show. Good to see you, Wayne. And good to see everybody there. Not much on the housekeeping, but of course, I will mention it as we go through the show. Um, well, Ismail, please tell us. Uh, let's get started with your superhero story or your red pill. Tell us how you woke up, basically. <laughs>
3: Um, for me, it actually goes back to being a kid. I, I, I've always felt like I was different. I knew I wasn't from this realm, like many of the people out there, um, perhaps even yourselves. And uh, so it was a matter of adapting to this different type of reality that just didn't make any sense to me. So um, it was very hard for me growing up. It was a challenge, to be honest with you. It was always the black sheep, you know, always the weirdo, the person nobody wanted to talk to in school because they thought I was autistic or because I would just sit in the back of the class and, you know, stare off into, I guess, what they thought was nothingness, but I was having visions. I was a visionary and the normal person couldn't figure that out. And so, you know, growing up and uh, being different, you get labeled, you get labeled with all kinds of stereotypical terminologies and always trying to put us in some sort of a box of some kind. <laughs> but the whole point is um, my journey began when I was a kid. I've always felt like I was connected to some something bigger than just this realm. I, I've, I've had intuition my whole life. Uh, I didn't know what it was called. I've always believed it was the voice of God. And later when I turned 20, I started meditating. I started practicing practicing Kriya Kundalini Yoga and as I became more involved in, in the breath work, in the creative visualization, in the clearing of the mind, in the uh, accessing higher states of consciousness, eventually all these little practices just led to me um, connecting with uh, other versions of myself, you know, as multidimensional beings. Mm-hmm. I hate to say this, guys, but, uh, you know, this, this is probably going to blow a lot of people's minds, but... We have infinite bodies, guys. Our consciousness is so vast, so vast that we operate different bodies on different timelines, on different dimensions. And and the past is still taking place. It's all happening. Everything's happening now. You know, Atlantis was not history. Atlantis on, on a different parallel reality is still happening right now as I speak. Um, the future, you know, the future is already happening. So it's just, I mean, when I fell into the rabbit hole. The first thing I said was, is are there others that think that have figured this, you know, figured it out the way I have? And probably not as many, but I noticed that there were different levels and stages of awakening. I noticed that a lot of people were into conspiracy theories and finding out about secret societies and uh you know, their influence, their secret influence over world societies. And and then some people were more into magic and the supernatural and you know, learning about Scientology and, you know, that stuff goes a little bit too too much into the dark side. And then some people started studying theosophy and anthroposophy. And then that's when like, you know, people started realizing, hey, wait a minute, you know, maybe there is a whole new different layer, layer of reality that they're not telling us about that could actually only be accessible through a certain brain frequency by, you know, shifting our beta wave state, which is normal consciousness, right? That's where everyone's at, into different states of or brain frequencies that allow you to access what mystics, shamans, adepts, uh, you know, always called other dimensions and different realms. And so I decided to write a book about it. And I saw it connected with interdimensionals, is what they call in the disclosure community, extraterrestrials. I mean, it's really just all these different, I mean we're it's all interconnected. You know, you can't talk about interdimensionals or otherworldly entities or other dimensional entities without talking about esotericism or, or the supernatural or metaphysics. It's it's all kind of intertwined. And that's why I I strongly believe that at one point in our timeline, there was a, a, a an era where they were all different facets, science and spirituality were one and the same, and all these different avenues right. of study. Uh, Whether you call it quantum physics or magic, (laughs) kind of one in the same, except one of them is like you have hard based evidence nowadays, right? Through these experiments, like the double slit experiment should really baffle everybody's mind. Like, I don't understand why people are still thinking, oh, wow, you know, they've proven over and over that everything's an ocean and energy and matter only collapses when you interface with it through this avatar. Well, that's how every reality is, you know, base reality. You guys want to know what base reality is? And this and this is going to sound interesting, okay. <laughs> the, the truth of the matter is, is that everything is a project. Everything is a hologram. Every plane right. of reality, every level, every dimension is uh, the difference between our third dimensional reality and higher dimensions, is that those higher dimensions are less denser. They're more. Uh, they're vibrating at higher frequencies. That is the only difference. But it's all interconnected through the unified field. So when I've come to discover how multiple universes were real. How advanced civilizations of all these different categories, you know, they all they all have different stages in which they fall under um, the how the past is really the future. And there's really no time in a sense where I mean, I really I really fell into the rabbit hole to the point where if, if I would have released my book, say, a year prior to when I released it in late 2021 or even two years, everybody would have called me a quack. Everybody would have called me woo-woo. And and that's why I've waited so long to release my book when I I felt like the time was right for the masses. Uh, Not for the masses, but for a great number of people to really understand beyond just ancient aliens, beyond just, you know, the... The Secret Gospel of Thomas and and, and a few of the texts that were unearthed in Akhamadai and stuff and beyond, you Um, know, what uh, um, uh, Helena Petrova Blavatsky and Alice Bailey and Rudolf Steiner also helped to, um, you know, rediscover. It it goes beyond all that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I love how you put out your book on September 11th. I was like, Score! that's what a flex but
3: intentionally
2: <laughs> oh okay well there's no accidents uh, as we know here there was there was a reason and you said uh, you practice kriya yoga yeah for many years that's... i still
3: do but now i i've switched it up with uh different breathing techniques depending on how i feel every day is i do a different technique so
2: yeah i mean uh I know I want to hear this because, again, we get downloads, but how do we deal with these downloads? We got to keep talking about it and reading is not enough. There has to be these exercises to expand our consciousness, get us to go so we can remember our different selves, as you talk about. And it's interesting. I know people are getting sick of me talking about this book, but I'm releasing next year a book on Elvis Presley he was into Kriya yoga, you know, he was right there with Daya Mata practicing, and he himself went to uh, one of his groupies, um, uh, June Wanda Hill, and told her, I am not of this world, I'm from the ninth planet of Jupiter, and went on this, and he was very into UFOs, had experiences, he would have been just at home with us, so it's interesting, I'm seeing that connection, the other one, who I talk about in my book, is Philip K. Dick, and he went even farther. He had an experience and he went out and said, I am a star seed and it's all recorded. So when you said the yoga thing, I was like, Oh, this maybe there is a channel, this kind of stuff. Because like you said, the mystics were always going for the stars. They knew it. They had a different language, but they're all pointing to the same direction. Right.
3: Yeah. And the mystics never stopped communicating with the light beings of higher di- dimensions or the yeah. dimensionals that are part of the councils of light. And they still do, you know, Um, and and in like manner, you know, the dark forces, those that took the path of the, you know, of the fallen ones, um, they in turn, they've never stopped communicating with their with their lower fourth astral density entities that, you know, gave them the
2: orders and stuff. So, yeah, and that's interesting. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
3: Oh no no! I I said it's it is inter- everything is it, we're this entire war it's it's beyond our dimension. It's just now rippling into the, you know the 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 end result with with the victory of the light. It's now rippling into our dimension.
2: Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you next. Uh, you wrote a book called "The Secret Government" in two thousand and seven. I mean, talk about ahead of the times back then. That was uh. That was fringe. Now it's something that millions of people accept. But back then, in two thousand and seven, is just a very, the idea of you know again our uh, government's been taken by dark forces and all that. It's something very rare. And on this show, of course, we talk a lot about the archons. Whether we talk about the archons as extraterrestrials, demons, the Anunnaki, the Watchers, none of the uh, mind parasites. They're not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. But I, so I wanted to ask you, what's your take on the Archons, Ismail?
3: Well, it's all connected to the story of Yaldabeth and the Demiurge. You know, the okay. reason why we felt from that state of glory and immortality before we, you know, were forced into these flesh suits. Um, we used to live forever. We were connected to universal life force. We were multidimensional, superconscious entities. And I started to make the connections between the Anunnaki that fell. the the fallen Anunnaki and the different archon entities that were connected with the serpent race known as the draconians Mm
2: -hmm.
3: um, or the evil negative aliens and how they really control the alien uh, consciousness and mindset or what they call it, the uh, Orion uh, complex. It's really the archon energy that has been fueling all the evil within our universe because it involved many worlds at one point, but i made the connection that the original human race And I was able to validate this um, accessing remotely, viewing the secret CDT plates that even thought the Atlantean drew information from when he wrote the Emerald Tablets. Which, by the way, he wrote a lot of the truth from from the Emerald Tablet records or the the real CDT plates, but he also modified it uh, in a way that it served the serpents, the the draconians' Mm -hmm. uh, world domination agenda, in other words. And so I've come to understand that the demiurge that everybody is talking about that completely downgraded an already existing spiritual Adam, the the original Adam, not the monkey climbing homo habilis, uh, was no other than Enki. I made that connection. Um, you know, before Enki, we were already an existing race and the ancient astronaut theories and those that support this concept of how that the Anunnaki made us. Are actually um, misled and they're and and they're lying to people. They're telling people that when they landed here half a million years ago, that there was only the primate, and that is not true. When they landed here, there was a twelve-strand Terranesian angelic human race that was immortal. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why they were tr- they were actually twick, uh, tw- uh, tricked, you know, they were completely manipulated because the, our ancestors didn't see no. Evil. They didn't really understand what was happening because they had such a pure heart, and that's probably why they were able to, you know, create this vehicle, this slave race, right, and downgrading the original Adam, the original Adam stock, into a lower primate, you know, uh, tribal, whatever, whatever we were, were when they dropped us in consciousness after Atlantean, the Atlantean cataclysm. Of course, you know, they wiped our memory, as they always do, and which leads me to believe that. Maybe you know uh, the story of Tartaria and all these other glorious, you know, civilizations with advanced technologies and free energy, um, were actually did exist even after Atlantis. And 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 it's always the powers that be that rewrite history and cover up the truth about the you know what's the truth about things and and kind of give us this false illusionary you know false history nar- narrative. So I made the connection that uh, the Archon energy, which is uh, also the the highest level of evil that uh, fuels the what we call the draconian negative alien complex uh, consciousness is also related with and expresses itself through artificial intelligence. So mm-hmm. because of the fact that this is an entity that is, is not embodied, does not have avatars, and so it wants so hard to, to, to animate it, to embody in physical form. And I made a connection that it is the archon consciousness, the archon consciousness that... Mm-hmm that preexisted obviously before any AI machine, you know, self-learning, whatever you want to call it, that actually when the machine was ready, it was like they created an avatar for that consciousness. That consciousness took over the machine and that's how the AI became sentient. So there has to be a pre-existing consciousness uh in order to animate the, you know, the machines and the n- neurological brain that they make. You can't just build a robot and expect it to be conscious. Consciousness has is, has always existed prior to anything. And that goes the same with us. You know, um, you, you, There is no physical world. There is no space, matter, or time without consciousness. Everything is an emanation from consciousness. And that's what science is now proving. So in like manner, uh, you can't have any AIs that are self-sentient or autonomous without having a pre-existing consciousness that uses the ai machine to express itself it's the same thing so so yeah you know i've it's i've gone deep into the rabbit hole (laughs) really deep but also to realize that you know we are living in a time where we're giving an opportunity to once again uh go back to our state of immortality which is a you know a body that is not made out of flesh and blood but a body that is um made out of a less uh, out of a more refined type of pure matter that is vibrating at higher frequency. That does not break down. That does not age. That um, is perfect physical form. That it is indestructible. Uh, you know, that's what I believe, and that's where we're heading. And it's fluid, fluid like. You know, you could travel at the speed of light by literally becoming pure energy, and like an email, project yourself and then rematerialize any, You know, your physical form anywhere you want. And I believe that that's what our original existence was. And that's where we're heading.
2: Well said. And yeah, of course, it reminds me of the Gnostic text. I'm sure you've read them or or the Neoplatons, where you sit there and you take these astral journeys, passwords through the archons, and you go all the way to this alien god and come back. So yeah, it's it's our natural way of being. And and you're right about your book coming out when it did, because as we all know, suddenly there's all this alien disclosure from our oh so wonderful government which of course i agree it's run by this dark brotherhood but also ai strangely at the same time ai and alien disclosure i'm sure you think these are connected or what what is going on because it's something to me it's nefarious but what do you think is now
3: well i think that they're, they're trying to control the narrative as far as like uh advanced um technologies and extraterrestrials
2: are concerned
3: but but they
2: know what's out there. They know the truth. Oh, they, right? just, yeah.
3: Not only have they known, but uh, our own government within the private sector has been using this technology where they have uh, pretty much been evolved all, all the way up to like a thousand years ahead of the general public. So mm. within the private sector, we, we have interstellar technology. We have everything that we see in Star Trek, everything that we see in um, these sci-fi Babylon 5 portal technology replicators. Um, all sorts of anti-gravity aircraft, uh, all kinds of healing modalities beyond the med bed, you know, and um, much more. Um, that that are so yeah, they they've had this technology, you know, and 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 this goes back to some of the uh, the nasty nasty deals that our our own MJ12 through or our military industrial complex right through MJ12 right. struck uh, since the early 1950s, late 1940s, you know. So all this stuff is, is real. You know, we, we have the technology. And so there, there is a war, you know, going on between these breakaway groups and this war uh, where you have one group, one, one, one group within these breakaway groups that want to release the technologies. And then you have another group that does not want to release the technologies. So what we call the group that want to release a technologist, we call them Space Force. We call them the Earth Alliance. And then the group that does not want to release the technology, we call them the military industrial complex mm-hmm. because they want to keep it for themselves. They want to wait at least another 300 to 500 years while we're still dying here in the Stone Age. And they're over there living luxurious <laughs> on these beautiful uh, decked out planets uh, way beyond the fringes of our solar system, you know. <laughs> With all well, healing- uh- these- and living, you know, taking using a type technology where their their brain um, capacity, their IQ goes to, into the two three hundreds, and they're like all like Einsteins, and they don't age anymore, and it's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well,
4: yeah, but I are- don't know.
2: I'm, yeah, I don't think the problem is a. That- I can't see on the spaceship or time. I can't see Biden going up the stairs without tripping. So, or Chris Christie. So they're not getting the advantage. (laughs) Well, obviously this 300 IQ stuff is not working with them, is it?
3: No, no. uh, There there are several members within these uh, interplanetary organizations, such as the Advanced Contact of Intelligent Organization, where they do enhance their uh, intelligence using alien technology. And that's also another proven, you know, fact that they've been covering from us that uh, many members within these breakaway groups um, have enhanced themselves and in some cases they have already integrated with artificial intelligence so we do have cyborgs already by the way we've had cyborgs ever since the 1950s it's just it's it's unbelievable all all, all of the uh, crap that's happening behind people's you know behind closed doors and the people on, on the surface earth by the way this earth uh, has all kinds of civilizations living on it. You know, we're we're just, we're called the surface dwellers. You know, you have uh, tons of civilizations that have yet un- been undetected deep within our oceans um, that are actually stellar. In other words, they access portal technology and they're able to go to different parts of the universe. Um, and then you have also civilizations within the earth. You know, there is this idea that the earth is hollow and that it's like a honeycomb uh, with various... Uh, layers. Uh, And then you have different land masses, inner earth land masses with oceans and seas. And then our sun, their sun is like our sun, but it's at the center of the earth, which um, allows them to also receive nourishment, right? For all their vegetation. And so it's like a whole new different world within the hollow earth. And, um, and these are, you know, civilizations that actually were able to escape the, the cataclysms of old, you know, that led to the fall of ancient civilizations, such as the and Atlantis. So um, and then we have, you know, over 80 bases and, and, and uh, colonies established by these breakaway groups throughout our solar system and beyond, of course. But the whole point is that, you know, this whole planet is full of ETs. <laughs> it's just that, you know, we, the surface dwellers, have no access to what's really happening beyond beyond this matrix uh pocket that they put us in <laughs> but you know we're breaking we're breaking a lot of people are are, are snapping out of their programming they're like seriously they, they they're not drinking the kool-aid anymore which is beautiful
2: <clears throat> indeed yeah i guess the plot to men in black is closer to truth than we could have imagined Vance, <laughs> which you have a question Go yeah ahead.
4: which earthly uh nations do you think are tapped into all, all, all this advanced stuff Think it's just the United States, or the United States and its allies, or is Russia and China? What do you think? All the, the major countries
3: are all in on it. Uh, they even have a, a a breakaway group called the Global Galactic League of Nations, which is pretty much a, a um, uh, it, it's it's a conglomeration of billionaires. You could say that uh, were like about to blow the whistle the whistle on these breakaway groups if they didn't have their own program that allowed them to go hang out in big luxurious colonies um, while enjoying, you know, the fruits of, of interstellar technology. So that's, that's called the the global galactic league of nations. So um, every country is in on it, Russia, China, I mean, Brazil, uh, even India. So they, they, all have their foot. Everybody has a a foot or two in within these breakaway groups. And some of them are working together, you know, Um, for instance, our interplanetary police force uh, known by solar warden, um, is even though it started within secretly within the Navy, within our Navy, it extended over to Russia, as well and Brazil and India. So we ha- so it's a conjoined uh, conjoined effort from those four countries that are working together to create some sort of interplanetary police force um, here in our solar system. That's as to why they're called Solar Warden, and that's of course it's all it's all now being converted. Or or they're trying to release all of that through Space Force, of course. Uh, Space Force is like the surface of Solar Warden. You know, it goes. Are you
4: talking about the the actual Space Force? uh, Trump. uh, Trump. United States Space Force.
3: Yes, United States Space Force.
4: Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, formerly the Air Force Space Command. Uh, Well, yes, but they're
3: they're using it as a way to eventually leak leak some of this information and technologies from Solar Warden. Solar Board is like the 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 deeper, you could say, the 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 secret organization within Space Force.
2: Interesting. Yes. For those just joining, we've got Ismail Perez. He's also discussing, or he is discussing his book, Our Cosmic Origin, which lays it all down. So definitely check that out. Uh yeah, people are saying very positive things in the comments, that's for sure. Uh so what um the question I wanted to ask you is um, when it comes to this technology coming out, I mean, if you look at uh, human history, and my friend Chris Knowles did a lot of research, and he calls it Lucifer's technology, and I mean, we all know that you know civilization was put, 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 and then boom, the Sumerians just pop out of the ground with a fully mature civilization, then we're sort of going up the curve. And then right after World War II, bang, we hit like the greatest peak in advance in human civilization. What do you think happened? Because again, there's disagreements, Nazi technology, alien crafts, nuclear atomic bombs opening portals. I mean, what do you think happened? And also what happens now, you're talking about keeping technology from us. This curve, we've hit a flat since the 21st century. I mean, the best we got is the iPhone in the last 20 years or something like that. So what do you think is male?
3: Well, I think what happened was that the NAA, the negative alien syndicate, uh, alien groups uh, broke the prime directive and they went around our back and around the galactic federation or the galactic forces back and started negotiating secretly with the Nazis. And so the Nazis were the first to develop uh, the Hannibal. Uh, Sirius, which later became uh, the uh, the Bell, and and so they were the first to perfect the anti gravity aircraft machine, and then of course later um, after Hitler started k- developing more anti gravity machines in Antarctica, which is a huge Draco infested subterranean world by its uh, you know in, in its own, <laughs> um, he started recruiting the cabal. He started negotiating with the Rothschilds. And that's when Hitler, you know, used the bait of, yes, if you strike a deal with with these aliens, you know, the greys and, and the reptilians, um, we could we could do something powerful here. We could take over the world. We could initiate the the plan for a one world government and the people of the world, which they consider cattle or goyim. That's the thing they, they don't think like they they think they're so much superior than the rest of us. And it's mm-hmm. it's pathetic um they said they believe that the people of the earth will have no clue that you know we're out there colonizing the galaxy and here we are you know we're going to use this technology to bring about a one world government so that's what ended up happening that's why there was a boom in technology since the 1940s and 50s it just kind of it all started with the it, it, with the uh, viral society in 1920s with nice. maria ostrich and her inner circle of chandlers as they were making contact with the uh, with the nordics from aldebaran and then uh, after they uh, supposedly had some uh, visitations from the aldebarans and then they would go back and forth where even maria ostrich and her inner circle of friends were actually traveling back and two from aldebaran Uh, unfortunately what ended up happening was uh, hitler heard of of what's what was happening this inner interplanetary affair that was taking place in secret and so he wanted in he's like you know send he sent his forces out to uh, see if they could gather some information, and they did. They ended up um, discovering the uh, blueprint, mm-hmm. the blueprint to develop, you know. And that's why the, you know, the Nazis, you know, through trial and error, uh, they it took them a while to finally perfect what they called their prototype, which was the bell. But it took it was a series of of, of trial and error for them to, you know, create this. And, and that's what ended up happening. That's why there was boom in, a boon in technology since really the 1950s. But it all began in the late 1920s with the Verl, And mm-hmm. then it just kind of escalated. And, and really the Second World War was was indirectly and covertly run, uh, won by the Nazis, by the way. It's just, they made it seem like it was won by the, ex, the uh, allies. But in essence, the Nazis secretly were um, already infiltrating the United States government through Truman. They used yeah. Truman. He's the one who sold this. Not Eisenhower, by the way. Eisenhower met with certain Galactic Federation uh, members and, and, and was warned about striking, you know, deals with the Greys. But uh, uh, Truman was not. Truman was like, you know, I have no choice. Let's just sign this declaration of, you know, you guys have full control of, of the U.S. corporation. <laughs> At that point, it was already a corporation, obviously. You know, we've been a corporation what, since, what, 18-something? Yeah. 18-something. And so that's what ended up happening. You know, that's why there was a boom in in acceleration in technology was all because within the private sector, you know, you had uh, the cabal um, developing technology at the speed of light where they went from just where they went from being three to four hundred years ahead of the general public to being a thousand years or more ahead of the general public in just the span period of 70 years, which was crazy. (laughs)
2: Whoa, that's pretty intense. Yeah. What I like about uh, also your research and what you do is you don't just fall in line with whatever the occult has to say. For example, I've seen you push back on flat earth theory. So you think, I mean, I I don't agree with flat earth theory at all, but and you don't either. We do live in a universe as it's, we've taught or what do you think? Galaxies. I know ne- they lie a lot.
4: You can't have the flat earth and the hollow earth at the same time. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So
3: <laughs> you, you, you either believe in the concept that there are these subterranean worlds and, you know, lakes and cities like Tilos, Shambhala, uh, Agartha. And there are portals. Uh, I, I had an opportunity to visit Mount Shasta this uh, late June. And uh, we had, you know, we did a uh, where we did contact with uh, certain ET races, and oh. it, I mean, I haven't had, it, I didn't get a chance to see any ships, but the group that I was there with, uh, they they do it on a periodic basis. There's been times where they've seen ships, you know, appear or land, and they they've seen like Saint Germain, so they know that there's some sort of something's going on underneath the mountain that connects to these inner Earth societies. And that's a fact, by the way, that Mount Chesta acts as a, you could say, as a as a gateway into the inner earth. And there's many other, of course, you know, they say that uh, in the northern uh, part of the globe, right? In the, mm-hmm. is it the Arctic? There's another entry. And I think even the Nazis were trying so hard to enter into the, the inner earth. <laughs> but they were, they were slumped, of course, you know, the inner earth societies, they don't want. The surface dwellers because we're still too warlike you know they're, they're i mean everyone in in the inner earth society is like a jesus gandhi or buddha they, they're also right. about trying to help others and full of integrity and honesty and it's like why can't we here on the surface world adapt those ideologies and live accordingly you know uh just make the world a better place right <laughs>
2: Yeah, that would be better. Yeah, it reminds me, I think what did Elon Musk said that was I thought was good. And of course I'm not I don't trust Elon Musk. He's another technocrat, but he did say the victors write history, but the idiots edit Wikipedia. And we're kind of screwed in between those two forces. And uh what about uh the moon landing? Uh the United States moon was moon landing. Do you see that as true or what about india going to the moon what's your take on us going to the moon stanley well, kubrick
3: <laughs> right well the reason the reason why in 1969 when we first landed and we did land initially oh, but then that, but then they kind of staged it in hollywood they did create some sort of a stage because what they really saw was you know, they, they 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 were told not to say anything. What they saw was advanced civilizations that had already been settled there. They saw all kinds of ETs, they saw humans by 1969. We had several sediments already in the moon that were developed by these breakaway groups from the 1950s. So when we went up there in late in the late 1960s, 1969, we saw all these structures already. We saw humans from Earth coexisting with all kinds of ETs. And and that's why they, they were told not to say nothing. And so, of course, they, when they came back, back down, they had to stage it on a Hollywood set. They had to stage the whole landing on the moon and establishing the American flag. And that is true, by the way, that that was done in a Hollywood setting. And it's not because the earth is flat. It's because they didn't want them to say anything that they saw. <laughs> they were like, you have to keep everything under wraps, especially, especially because they took uh, over a quarter of a million people, uh, during the mid fifties. And they call that project brain drain where they took all kinds of earthlings to go be enslaved in the off world colonies. And, and, you know, they don't want people to know that stuff. And that explains why also there's been a lot of missing people on a yearly basis is because a lot of them are being trafficked over to the moon, to the moon and to, you know, to Mars and, you know, um, to negotiate them because (laughs) the biggest commodity it turns out within the intergalactic communities is our DNA. You know, a lot of extraterrestrials will do anything to have a little bit of our genetics.
2: Why are we like uh, caviar or something? I mean, what's great about it?
3: We we have something within our DNA genome, within our material uh, DNA that is actually part of our chunk DNA that is not even in use yet. That mm-hmm. all the aliens covet. And I think uh, that has a lot to do with the idea that, you know, we we are, e- even though we appear to be a, a, a lesser developed species, you have to understand we're only using 4%. When most of these ETs are using 80, 90, 100%, uh, and and they're using, um, they're about 400, uh, three to 400 IQs. Well, that's where we would be at at just 10%. Now, imagine if we were to use 30, 50, or 100, then we would bypass every alien out there as far as potential, intelligence, and spiritual power. And But all of that is laying dormant within our DNA. And so that's why we're unique in our universe, is that we carry, some, we, we carry the highest potential, the highest genetic expression uh, that is currently unplugged or currently not, operating but when it operates and it comes back on oh my god we're gonna be like super powerful (laughs) you know
2: very cool well awesome yes uh this is uh for those just joining we've got ismail perez having an excellent conversation on uh, his book our cosmic origins and yes uh, please subscribe please do the like button uh support this show support all alternative creators don't forget, I've got the Virtual Alexandria Academy. I do have voiceover services, uh, so check it out. And again, it's always great when you support. Vince, do you have a question?
4: I thought you might be asking about this time. Let's see, where in the universe do we begin? <laughs> um,
2: in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah.
4: What's your what's what's your uh, what's your scuttlebutt on the Nordics versus the the tall um, the tall? Um, aliens the tall white light-skinned aliens versus the reptilians and so forth you know which ones which ones are deal where are we dealing with in, in this country at this point well depending on which secret space program you're working with if you're working with the nefarious
3: programs uh then we're dealing with uh, you know reptilians zetas grays and stuff like that those are the typical buggity eye big skulls small with those long arms but if you're dealing with um like solar warden and and, in the benevolent secret space programs then those those are um collaborating with with like you know uh human human human-like et's et's that look like us and we look like them so there are see most of the nordics are good it's just a a small group called the aldebarans uh because they all originated in lyra you know the the first race was a blonde hair blue eye human that's i'm sorry to say this i'm not trying to be racist but the original person that was developed in our universe, the first humans to ever come into existence were blonde hair and blue eyes, and they are traceable back to Lyra. And so a group of those, a group of that, uh, of those people decided to join the reptilians in their expansion uh, in trying to bring the entire galaxy under their power. So they became the Orion Empire. Wow. So the Dabrans are the ones that are like working with the Nazis. Those are the racists. They believe in, ra- you know, in, in racial superiority. In this case, uh it's he, he who preserves or contains a higher reptilian count of genetics or a higher reptilian uh, DNA structure within them is the most superior, of course. Mm. But, you know, they, they do have programs where they mix the, the Nordics, these, this particular group of Nordics mixed with reptilians to create, of course, the Illuminati bloodlines. But the whole purpose is uh, there is all kinds of races out there. Uh, There are all all kinds of uh, humanoids with darker skin, everything in between. In fact, all all the different types of racial, um, you could say, uh, the different types of racial categories that we have here, we have them everywhere throughout the universe. You know, there are civilizations where people look Asian and the whole planet looks Asian. The whole planet looks Asian. Then you you go to some worlds or some other parts of the the galaxy and everybody looks Mediterranean. Everybody looks, everybody has black hair. They all look Italian, Spanish, Portuguese and Greek. And then you go to another part of the solar, another part of the galaxy to a different solar system and everybody looks African-American, you know. So what I'm trying to say is that right here on this, on this planet, we carry the greatest diversity of the different types of human extraterrestrials that exist out throughout the universe. So, yeah, they, you know, we, the difference is um, the tall whites um, are also beings of light that are less physical. They're a little different than the Nordics and they operate from the Sirius star system. So, yeah, I (laughs) wonder what their favor. Many believe that tall tall whites were the ones who originally created us, the original human uh, being back in Lyra. So we were created by the tall whites. Some people believe, and I think it was Barbara um, what's her name? Uh, not Barbara. Um God, I just had a conversation with her. Uh Barbara DeLong. No, 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 no. What was her name? She's been oh. at it for many years. She's in her 80s. I forget her name. Anyways, it'll it. come back to me. But she she has evidence that says that the original humans in our universe were made by the tall whites which are beings that are literally just reflecting light. Like you can't see them like their physical structure. All you see is just white. Like they just glow and they're tall.
2: No, that makes sense because you know, you know, in the show, the greatest American hero, the (laughs) alien saw a guy that looked like them and said, you'll have our suit because you're blonde and blue See, It's dying.
4: (laughs) What are their spiritual um, uh, ideas like about God the universe and so forth what are what are they um uh, do they have a common conception of that or, or do they differ by alien race or what, what's up the what's up with that where do you know well, about that
3: there is a god in the universe but it, it's not according to the religious concept of god uh to the positive races out there on all the different dimensions whether they're light body beings Using hydroplasmic pure light DNA, or whether they're crystalline beings, um, you know, uh, manifesting superhuman abilities like the gods of ancient times and goddesses, or whether they're carbon-based uh, biological specimens, um, they they all answer to what what it, what they call the the one, the prime creator source of all existence, which is an energy field, an energy field that is eternal, first and foremost, that has never been created and therefore will never be destroyed. It always it has always existed and they call it the one they also say it's intelligent and and it's i'm str- i believe that it, it's it makes a lot of sense when you think about what what they're um, saying when when they talk about this unified field this universal field of intelligence that is every everywhere permeates all of existence right i'm starting to think that 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 is the consciousness of of what many races out there call the one which is a universal you know, life force that exists throughout all the, that exists through every living thing. And it and it and every living thing is a part of it. It's an expression of that one cosmic consciousness broken off into an infinite number of possibilities.
2: <laughs> Fractals. Yeah, interesting. Yeah.
4: yeah so the, what, they told Plato, you know, about about that and the Greeks, you know, the Greeks that uh, uh, Platonism um, believes in uh, the the kind of the, the monad, right? The one.
3: Right, exactly. The monad, the one in which everything comes from. Plato was right. Plato had access to some of the Gnostic teachings, by the way. He did. And, so, and he went to Egypt after.
2: for the mysteries, yeah. so he learned yes. that. Yeah.
3: So, in fact, a lot of the Elysian, um, Elysian school mystery schools, I think they were called the Elysian mystery schools? Elysian, I was, Elysian, yeah. Elysian, yeah. yeah. Well, I they, guess they we're they all pronouncing it, like, it differently. <laughs> they talked about those things, guys you know. those things <laughs> yeah they, they even even the council of the olympian gods they talked about the unseen one what they called the one they always called it the one because everything in existence reduces to that immeasurable force called the one you know everything comes from that immeasurable force
2: <laughs> very true and what i like about your research and uh, when I, I think you're you're definitely hitting all the right notes is that You talk about how, if we want to talk about a bad guy, you bring up Marduk. And for years, I've been saying that, you know, Yahweh gets a bad uh, rap, but he was just a sort of chaos spirit. But it's Marduk, the one that has been building this sort of repressive Abrahamic order world. And you say you also agree he's one of the baddies. Oh well, he's the ultimate baddie. Him and his father yeah.
3: Enki, who is the Gnostic interpretation of the demiurge. Right, Think about exactly. it. A master geneticist, right? And Seuss, Enlil, his half brother, which was inverted to look like the bad guy, went against his idea of downgrading the already existing angelic race that was immortal. <laughs> oh. You know, but Enki said no. You know, we need to create a worker race. My astronauts, the Igigi, are t- are are tired of toiling here and. And the african you know uh underground uh, when they, as they were excavating the golds
2: <laughs> uh, same as it ever was same as it ever was um i think he, this uh, is
4: the person that you were trying to think of before barbara Merceniac. is that right uh,
3: barbara Marciniak is one of them but uh it's it's uh, her name is um no she's much older than her god she was just at contact in the desert uh, Linda Moulton Howie, Linda Moulton. Oh, yeah, of course. I listen to her every week. You know, yeah, she's amazing. Earth she's miles. the one who, yeah, she's she's the one who pretty much validated and clarified that the that our original extraterrestrial race that made us were actually they come from Syria, they were not the Anunnaki, that they were actually the tall whites. And mm. yes, the blondes, the Nordics, the good Nordics, not the evil ones, not the ones from Aldebaran were also involved in the development of the human race. And then, of course, they just, you know, tweaked uh, the DNA uh, slightly different to create the different races and stuff. But it's all part of the same genome. And that's how humanity sprung throughout the universe. It all began in Lyra. That, Lyra was like the cradle of all human, human civilizations. And our parent race was a luminal uh, race that had no physical form, but they just kind of appeared as a luminous torso with arms and legs and they were extremely tall. That's two other called the Tall Whites. Mm.
2: Like Fascinating. Adam
4: Kadmon, right? <laughs> the the uh...
2: Adam
3: Kadmon. Well, the Adam Kadmon is our, our light body, which was our original body when we were originally developed. When we were... When we all branched off from that infinite consciousness that I mentioned had no end or beginning that has always existed, and we all branched off as as, as rays of light from that, we became units of consciousness, and then that's when became that's when we became self aware as ourselves, you know. And then so the first body that was made for us to express ourselves in the higher dimensions. Was the light body, which is the Adam Kaplan, and then through a process of descent of, of going into lower densities, we became more uh, denser and denser and denser. And this is actually the lowest densities. <laughs> this is
2: the lowest. I density. hope
4: so. I can't get much lower than this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, Isabel, we were talking about against you go where your your vision, your intuition, your research, your science takes you, and. If that goes against the alternative community, so be it. But how has the how have you dealt with the skeptics when they want math and science and all that? Or how is it being received? Or how do you deal with the that those haters?
3: Well, I get different types of haters. I have the fundamentalist religious zealots that just you know that are condemning me to hell. To you know, find Jesus, you're going to go to hell, Ishmael. You know, stop. You know, stop misleading the people. Uh, and then i have your uh um, your doubters your your you know skeptics who are all reductionists you know where's the hard based evidence where where is the science behind this and then and then there's everything in between and i just i just have typical you know people who just <laughs> I, for whatever reason they just you know they they don't believe any of this and then then you have the majority of people who resonate with this or who are like who who all of a sudden say, Ishmael, after reading your book, you kind of put everything into perspective. You know, I, it's like, thank you. And they thank me for it. So you have everything.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you just deal with them, right? Case by case basis.
3: Yeah. But I'm the kind of guy that, you know, if, if somebody out there tries to, I don't know, you know, destroy my character, I just kind of like, I don't respond. Yeah. I just let them do what they want.
2: <laughs> yeah. Don't give them any, any fuel it's uh yeah it's um the other thing i wanted to ask you too is um okay so uh, i remember you saying i forget was in an interview talked about how 30 percent of humans are not even aliens they're mbcs they're soulless they've lost whatever chance by whatever uh uh ideas you can and of course the gnostics talk a lot about that jesus says you know in the secret book of john that you'll reincarnate you'll get a bodhisattva bodhisattva. it's all there but if you keep pushing and going to matter and the material eventually you'll just turn into matter so it makes sense but on the other hand what about those who want to experience those who think well maybe i'm a starseed maybe i want to open my channels of communication i want what ismail I want those downloads. What do you uh, propose? What's your suggestions that they can find, open those channels of communication and find their true self
3: through meditation.
2: Yeah. You know,
3: if we establish some sort of daily communion with, with other unseen aspects of ourselves, our higher self, whatever you want to call it, um, with your spirit guides or ancestors, um, you could begin to receive downloads, and you, you also it, it also helps to expand and magnify your, your psychic, your intuition, your, you know, your abilities, your other senses. And so that's, that's what I recommend people to do is is just to establish, you know, some sort of, whether it's mindful meditation, uh, whether it's breathing, whether it's, you know, using creative techniques, uh, but just kind of, you know, make sure that every day you, you have some sort of spiritual practice so that you could continue, uh, expanding your awareness and your consciousness and in so doing you continue to rate to uh, raising your frequency and vibration and when you raise your frequency and vibration that's how you activate the dormant dna because after a certain hertz you know a new codons begin to turn on and that's why you know they say that this great event called the solar flash that everyone's expecting it's going to be the ultimate trigger well it's 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 pretty much a mathematical sequence that is going to be released by the sun that is going to activate the new codons to come online, and the new strands are going to be unfolding. And so, yes, you're 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 going to see some sort of a new breed emerging as a result of that. Yeah. You know, the, the butterfly. You know, we're all in a cocoon state right now. Or...
2: <laughs> so, you have a positive view that things that the the side of light is going to win this.
3: Oh, always, yeah, and they always win. You know, evil, the reason evil is only on the losing side, temporary, is because even evil is controlled by the highest light. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, prime creator source, uh, which I said it was the cosmic consciousness of everything that is, which is what we call God. But the big G has the final say so, because it's all it's all a projection from it, from that cosmic mind. We're just kind of playing out, (laughs) you know, playing out in that mental projection.
2: Well said. Yeah. And I wanted to share this meme has been on my mind all day. Cause it sort of reminded me a while ago. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Uh, window come true. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do you guys think of this? <clears throat> the guy's going, I know all the secrets of the universe and the other guys, then why does your life suck? And he's stunned. And then he starts drinking. It made me laugh because, uh, you know, it's a great question. What do you think? is Should our lives get better? Should we have more material success and better relations? Or are we always going to be on the edges? Are we always going to be sort of like you and me growing up, always the outcast and the guy in the, you know, alone at the lunchroom and so forth. What do you think?
3: Um, I, what do I think?
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess, because yeah. can we manifest a better material life? And is that wrong? Of course. It is in
3: our divine right to live,
2: you know, our,
3: our desired life, to, to have our abundance, to be whatever you want to be in life. You know, and, and really, we're the only ones that hold us back from that because, you know, there is nothing outside of ourselves um, that is keeping us where we're at, but our own selves, by the way.
2: And we all have an, a destiny. We all have a part to play in the grand design to oh, heal the universe. Tikkun as the capitalists call it. And
3: the best way to heal the universe is to heal yourself. You know, there is a saying, if you want to see change in the world, become the change. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah, that's okay. well said. Because, again, it's a question people have, and it's a question that, of course, a long time ago I struggled with. Now, again, simple meditation, good spiritual rituals, everybody's different. Uh, I have certain things that work for me, and they work, and everybody should be doing something instead of just talking about it. Open those channels. Expand your consciousness and all that. So this is... uh, that's, That's how we evolve, is through the expansion
3: of our consciousness. We... We move our bodies into higher frequencies and then our mind first and then our body follows and then on every frequency on every density we have a much lesser denser avatar until we become pure light liquid again as we were when we started you
2: no know? exactly and what do you think of um you're talking about we have different parallels dimensions uh, are you a proponent of reincarnation or Again, if you if everything's happening at once, then yes, you are reincarnated, but you're not reincarnated, you, you know? Everything is happening at once, like you said.
3: It is, it is. So all your lifetimes that you talk about, like, well, I was this during Atlantean times, well, I was this during Egyptian times, they're still there. You're still existing as that person, believe it or not. It's all happening at once. I know this is like the ultimate, like when I first... Uh, Found this out uh, through another again branch of quantum physics. I love quantum physics, by the way, because it proves ancient metaphysics. You know, um, I came to understand that <laughs> that everything is just one big, you could say, experience happening all simultaneously. That there's really no time. You know, there is really no future. There is really no past. There is only the eternal now. If
4: you, I guess that's the best way to say it. Everything's happening now. <laughs> and how about all the parallel versions of ourselves and all the different multiverses? It's all Fact happening simultaneously. We're, we're sitting our there. Yeah, our consciousness is so vast
3: that it's only a fraction, I would say less than 1%, uh, capable enough to animate this body here on this particular realm, on this thir- um, earth, in this timeline. Whereas the other... whatever percent of your consciousness is operating an infinite number of avatars throughout the metaverse multiverse
4: rather of course the definition of you is the key thing here and us
2: awesome awesome well uh i think we are at the end it is the top of the hour vance any last question for ismail well
4: only about an infinite number of them. <laughs> <laughs> all your
2: infinite versions have a question. Well we have
3: 12 major
2: versions uh
3: on every dimension all the way to the twelve. Those are our twelve major versions, and then they break off to 144, and then each one each of those breaks off into you know an infinite number of versions. So but ultimately we have twelve major versions.
4: So, all right, here's my last question. Tell us something about um, your opinion and your learning about uh, UFOs and uh, what are they? How many types are there and so forth? I know it's kind of a big question, but there it is.
3: Well, they're obviously real and they have all kinds of, you know, from huge cigar shape, you know, 10 football size, uh, mile long or. A few mile long. Ones. They have motherships that are as as almost as big as states. You know, some motherships are as big as as Texas, and then you have some motherships that are um, as big as a few you know cities combined, um, and then everything in between And then you do have some biospheres, which are planet size. Those are the, the the biggest ships out there. They're called biospheres. But we have all kinds of spaceships. I mean, um, some of them are. Intelligent, in other words, they're they're made out of living crystals and bio elements, and so some of the extraterrestrials are able to uh, communicate with them telepathically, where they navigate their ships through their mind, they interface it through their mind naturally, and then you have uh, the another category of ships that are completely dead matter that are actually external technology that um, need to be navigated by pushing buttons and gadgets. So it all depends on what type of civilization you're from. If you're a spiritually mature civilization, chances are is that your ship or your, your, your uh, spaceship is an extension of you through the light body. And then if you come from a civilization that is mostly technologically uh, superior Um, and not as evolved spiritually then of course they use dead matter and external technology where they don't interface with their ships but they have to you know control it through gadgets and buttons and stuff
4: (laughs) makes sense how about plasma plasma beings or plasma ships um yeah plasma the higher we go into
3: higher dimensions the more liquid matter becomes light lighter matter becomes and so uh, when we operate through our liquid light body, which is our hydroplasmic genetic structure, uh, we begin to uh, create plasma or develop plasma ships by, through our own inner technology. It's, it's kind of fascinating the way it works in the higher dimensions. It's almost like you are a natural replicator. It's almost like you are the zero point energy. Everything that we're developing here on this, or even uh, within the secret space program, is nothing compared to the type of technology used from the sixth dimension and up. You know, the technology we use in the secret space program is only fourth-dimensional, fifth-dimensional technology. It, it gets really interesting when you go into the sixth, seventh, eighth, and all the way to the twelfth level of reality where the technology becomes, it's it's more magical. <laughs> it's more magical, you know, where you can't really That's begin fun. to distinguish, you know, magic from advanced, really advanced. Like the old
2: Arthur it. C. Clarke saying, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, watching a movie yesterday. It's only on Hulu. It's called No One Is Coming to Save You. And it's a good twist because you've got the girl trapped in this giant house, but instead of monster, she's attacked by every sort of alien. Little Grace, tall telepaths, monster oh, no. body snatchers. It's a weird so she is attacked by every alien. And of course you find out they're all in cahoots. But anyway if you want a fun kind of extraterrestrial movie check it out. So yeah, before we go, Ismail, what is your favorite uh, UFO movie? Any that really speak to you or in your heart?
3: Um I've always resonated with uh the Marvel movies because I I read the comics when I was a kid mm-hmm. and that's how I learned about the multiverse and you know the different right. alien races. Uh except uh, it's instead of making Thanos the villain or Genghis Kong or what's the other guy, Silver Surfer who works for... Uh,
2: Galactus,
3: yeah. you know. the the, the yeah, You're getting the into villains. some
2: Jack Kirby world.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's just, there, there are so many villains out there in the cosmos that are likened to these characters that we discover in these Marvel movies. And so I think the Marvel movies uh, have been a huge, big uh, impact in my life as far as like how I'm seeing that they're using these movies to pretty much prepare humanity for what's coming, or at least to plant the seed, you know. But I don't get me wrong, the original ET movie by Steven Spielberg back in the uh, 80s was uh I was only like 10 years old when I watched it and it just made me cry. <laughs> I, I really like that movie.
2: <laughs> awesome. How about
4: Vallas? <clears throat> that That's, seemed...
2: That's not mm-hmm. a movie.
4: Well the the um uh, the the alternative the um Radio free, <laughs> free album radio free album yeah, you that's kind of that? a
2: beamer. No, I don't think he has. Okay. Well, I've never seen you that show. Should, you
4: you should, should try it. Yeah. 12K yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, Ismail, well, I already have it on the show notes. I'll have it on the show notes for the audio uh, uh version with your home page, with your book, but would you like to share with the audience where to find you or what anything else you want to promote, events that you'll be in or anything in the near future?
3: Sure. Uh, besides reading my, I guess, revealing book or Cosmic Origin, um, <laughs> I also have a YouTube channel where I'm going live every other night and I'm answering questions. I'm discussing mm-hmm. important topics. I talk about different subjects each time. Um, it's called The Real Ishmael Perez YouTube So what I could do is, because I do have a lot of copycats, a lot of fake accounts that are stealing my interviews and creating their channels using my name, I could give you the exact link where you could actually access all my platforms. And then you could just put in, you know, if you put in the description, I'm sure people will go ahead and find me through the link, rcosmicorigin.com.
2: Yeah, I have that. Yeah. So that one has all your stuff, social media, everywhere.
3: yeah, they could even order my book the new uh, edition of Our Cosmic Origin by when they go into the cosmicorigin.com website at the top uh there's an A for Amazon they click it and then it takes them to the new new edition. It, you know, make sure good. you order it through my website cuz if you don't if you order it directly through Amazon uh they will send you the old edition. So I'm just
2: giving the uh and so the new edition is more up to, and your book is sold really well. I was looking at some of the statistics. So it's uh it's uh, making a, it's engaging people. It's reaching
3: Yes it has. I've I've been fortunate enough to be used as an instrument by the one the one infinite creator. The one uh, monad, yeah. To help to help, you know, help others remember
2: you know the truth of who they are. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, we hope you continue to wake people waking people up. Uh it's always a good thing to spread light. So but we are at the end. First I'll say Vance, thanks for keeping us company and keeping the the chat from turning into chitico.
4: <laughs> i don't think i had much to do with that uh tonight but uh you're welcome and yeah, they're doing pretty good on their own tonight
2: yeah yeah very well tonight. behaved hundreds of people in the chat room and yeah there's no fight so ismail your essence is is is, is affecting everybody <laughs> there you go no reptilians yeah. tonight <laughs> yeah 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 everybody obeyed left the reptile brains well ismail it's uh great to have you on the show again uh Glad you're spreading the light, and uh, thank you very much for your time and Gnosis.
3: You're welcome, Miguel. And Vance, it's a pleasure meeting you both, guys. Take care. And everyone yeah.
2: out there,
3: thank you for watching, and we'll talk to you guys another time.
2: All right. Well, as I always say, write your own gospel, live your own myth. Everybody have a good rest of your weekend. Yeah. Take and care. Maybe-